Hey folks, welcome to our summer single-serving sermon series. Yeah, say that three times fast and see how you make a... It's a bit of a tongue twister. I love summer in Nova Scotia. Of course, I love every season in Nova Scotia. It doesn't seem to matter what season it is. There's something good in each one of them. But one of the things I, I, I love about summer is that it's, there seems to be like a change of pace. Like with the warmer weather where we, we get outside and we enjoy all that God has created and the beauty of nature and we get to do some fun things and, and go to the beach and so many different things like that and take a break. And I think that's so important. It's time to be refreshed before the fall comes upon us and we find ourselves getting back into everything that fall contains, whatever that's going to look like this year. Recently, in one of the Friday encouragements that we post every week on our Faith, Faith City Church's social media, I mentioned uh, or I did a little bit of a teaching on being refreshed. And I want to unpack that a lot more today um, and, and really talk about what it is to be refreshed and some different ways that we can be refreshed. And so in, in thinking of that, I want to start by reading uh, from the New Testament, one of the Gospels in the New Testament, the Gospel of John. And I'm going to start in chapter 6. And um, Jesus has been called, he's called the 12 to himself. He's been investing in them. He's been teaching them and preparing them for ministry. And then as we get to Mark chapter 6, he, he actually starts to release them and send them out after mentoring them to carry on the work of the kingdom. So I want to pick it up in Mark chapter 6, starting at verse 6. And then it says, when Jesus, Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts, Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place. Shake the dust off of your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and they preached that people would repent. And they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. So Jesus is saying, travel light, but I give you authority do ministry. So they went out and did that. And then if we skip down to Mark chapter 6 verses 30 to 32, so just a little bit further down, it says this in verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Let's pause and pray there. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. And I pray, God, that your word would refresh our hearts today. God, that we would have a real sense of the presence of your Holy Spirit as we gather, even though it's virtually or in small groups, but God, that we would have a sense that you are with us, that you would connect us by your spirit and by your power. And that, God, as we hear your word, we would truly be refreshed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I grew up on a little farm on the Bay of Fundy Coast. And one of the things this time of the year in the summer that we did every year was make hay. 
when the fields, the grass got to a certain maturity and the weather would cooperate, you, you cut the grass, you dry it and bale it and then bring it in and store it in the barns to be fed to the cattle during the winter. So I, I, it was just, and I can still remember the sounds and the smells and the, and the feelings of those activities during that time. And hauling hay from the fields was hard work. We would, we would stack the bales of hay on the truck by hand and then we would take them off of the truck and put them on the conveyor by hand and they, they would go up the conveyor into the barn into the hay mile and then we would stack them in the barn by hand. Did I mention that we did it by hand? Yes, it was hard work and it was tiring and and but it had such a great sense of accomplishment of of teamwork as each person did their part and we worked together we got a lot done and we were able to bring in the harvest it was so good there was one of the sounds in the midst of all those different sounds that that i cherish and it's a sound that I, when i mentioned it you might not expect but it was it was the sound of ice cubes tinkling against glass you see those that weren't actively involved in putting the hay on the conveyor or on the truck or, or that part would watch. And as we put the last bale of hay on the conveyor of each load, they would bring out pitchers of water and lemonade. And I can remember pink lemonade and, and these just, to give us a drink um, between loads before we returned to the field. And it's like, oh, I can still remember that sound and that the incredible feeling of that cold liquid going down your throat after you've labored and sweated and worked so hard. It was, it was so nice. And, and um, it would give us a great boost before we, we went back to the fields. It would refresh us and energize us. And it was so good to be refreshing, refreshed. It was a wonderful thing. Now, we, we recognize, of course, that, that drinking lots of water and staying hydrated when we're doing physical activity and sweating a lot is it's not just a pleasant feeling. It's actually essential. It's important to our health to do that. If, if we had stayed working in, in the heat and, and working hard and sweating without replenishing that, we would have collapsed partway through the day. We would have never got the work done. So in order to continue doing what we wanted to do, being refreshed wasn't just a pleasantry. It was actually essential to being able to continue what we were doing. Now, I know some of you are already seeing where I'm going with this, but folks, I see a huge parallel between that physical activity, that, that exertion in doing what I was doing, laboring, and our spirituality and being refreshed spiritually and emotionally and physically and how important that is. There's a, there's a parallel between the two. If we, if we go back to the book of John where I read, you know, Jesus had taught and prepared his followers and then sent them out to do ministry and they were being obedient and they were doing that. And in fact, things were going really well. There were beginning to be large crowds that were assembling and it was like, it was busy. They were working hard. There was so much going on spiritually and emotionally and physically, but it was taxing. And in one, on one particular occasion, it's like they're having one of those days that they just didn't even get a chance to eat because of the, the pace of life. And in the midst of that, Jesus doesn't scold them for being tired, but he, sa he says to them, come away with me. Come away from the crowd. Come away with me and be refreshed. Come away and rest. Come away and get something to eat. I love it that he didn't condemn them. He just, he calls them away and he says, 
come, come be refreshed. And he made that a priority for them. Remember, there was crowds. There was thousands of people waiting, but he made it a priority that they get some rest. 2020 has been a crazy century thus far. There's been so much happening. There's been so many things um, come against us, so much change. And, and that change isn't all bad, but it's been a lot of change. Dealing with change can deplete us emotionally, spiritually, physically, in every way. It's like the change, this, the, the things that we go through can begin to wear us down. Being a follower of Christ does not, does not exempt you and I from that. Just because we know Jesus doesn't mean that we won't get tired. Can anybody relate? Can anybody maybe a bit tired, maybe feeling a little bit dry spiritually, maybe, you know, maybe emotionally, you know, a little bit, you know, struggling. You know, I, I think it's, it's so prevalent and it's like there's no shame in it. It's just the, the kind of a season that we're in. So I think it is so important. I believe it is so important to be refreshed if we're in this for the long haul. Folks, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And in order for be able to, to continue, we need to be refreshed. Now, I think the most obvious means of refreshing that we see in John would be the idea of stopping and spending time with Jesus. I think he, he, he called them away. He said, come away with me. And, and I'm talking about, about prayer, reading our Bible, stopping in long enough and even listening to God, quieting our spirits. It's like, I, I don't mean that we just stop, stop doing everything that we do as in we just sit back and, and maybe, you know, Netflix and, and Facebook and, and all these things and just flood ourselves with, with mindless things, but actually being refreshed in God, coming away with Jesus. Because I don't believe, it's just like being hydrated. I don't think this is optional. I really think it's essential to what we want to do. But, but I want to give a couple other thoughts in, in relation to being refreshed or refreshment that we might not immediately think of. We might not come up and think it's like, oh, yeah, that's, how, that's a great way to be refreshed. Or, yeah, that's how, I be, uh, how I'm refreshed. It might even be a little bit counterintuitive. So I want to look at the story in Acts chapter 3. We have a great account of Peter and John on their way up to the temple. And there's a crippled man there. And there's a... God miraculously heals this man through them. And, and through that, a crowd gathers. And Peter has a chance and, and John have a chance to explain to these people uh, what was going on. They, they point to Jesus and they, they explain that the power that, that, that healed this man was, was Jesus himself. And, and it was in Jesus' name that this happened. And salvation is found in the name of Jesus. So if we look at Acts chapter 3, starting at verse 17, it picks up the story of Peter continuing to speak to this crowd of people. And he says in Acts chapter 3, verse 17, Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, talking about when Jesus was crucified, but this is how God fulfilled what has been foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. And then verse 19, Repent then, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. 
there's a lot going on here in this account. Peter is already pointing to the day when Jesus would return in power and restore all things the way they're supposed to be. His triumphal return, and he points to that. But he's also making the point that as we, rep we can repent and find freedom and refreshing here and now. He says, repent and turn to God, right? I mean, he's saying that. It's like, if you guys would, would understand where you are and turn and follow God, you would, something would happen. It's the idea of surrendering our lives to the lordship of Jesus, of allowing him to be Lord and Savior. And he says that when we do this, our sins are wiped out. I love that. He says that when, when we turn our, our, our lives over to Jesus, he wipes the slate clean. Times of refreshing might come from God. I love that. It, it's, it's deep. It's not just something surfacy. You know, I talked about a cold drink of water and how refreshing of that when I was working hard and, you know, in, in, the, in the fields and, and with the hay. Well, there's another thing that is also extremely refreshing at the end of a day when you're working that hard, and that's a shower. You, you get cleaned up. You wash the dirt and grime and sweat and hayseed. You wash all those things off of you from the striving and the working. You wash that away in a shower. Again, I'm seeing some, some comparisons here, some, some parallels. There's something incredibly refreshing about being set free from the dirt and grime and sweat and striving of sin. When God comes in and he cleanses us and he refreshes us by making us clean. And I think that's what, what Peter was referring to in this passage. When we, we come to Jesus, when we get saved, when we believe. But I believe it's true for believers as well. Like not just at the point of salvation, but I believe it's true as life goes on. Like sometimes working and living in the world that we do things can rub off on us and, and we, can, we can start to get, get dirty and, it's, and, and we, can, we live in a fallen, broken world and that stuff is all around us. COVID means, for most of us, spending a lot of time on the internet, maybe more than we ever have. And we all know that not everything on the internet is healthy and wholesome and good for us and good for those around us. And that stuff is sticky. That stuff is picked up very easily. Sometimes I think we just need a spiritual shower. Sometimes I think we need to just recognize and go to God and ask him to cleanse us of that. Are you feeling depleted? Maybe a little dry? Perhaps dehydrated spiritually? Maybe we just need to get real with God ask him to examine our hearts and, and, and seek that cleansing of that idea of going to God and being open and repenting and allowing him to cleanse us and bring that refreshing. Yeah. God, Lord, I pray for some people hearing these words. The Lord, this is a bit of a moment for them. And maybe nobody around them knows it. 
But God, I pray that this would be a moment of not just recognition, but God, that it would be a moment of, of repentance and cleansing and freedom and refreshing for them, even right now, even as we proceed with this message. So God, keep doing what you're doing in Jesus' name. So we're refreshed when we stop and we get away with Jesus, right? We get that time away and we find refreshing there. We're refreshed when we repent and are cleansed and allow God to, to cleanse our hearts and bring that refreshing to us. There's another rather counterintuitive source of refreshing that I want to mention. And, and it may, may seem like almost a contradiction to my first point, but it's not. And it's found in, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. And Proverbs eleven twenty five 25 says this, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And it says, and you might say, well, I thought in this passage that Jesus, you know, called people away, like to, to get away from people to be refreshed. Well, he did, but they didn't stay there. And even in that count in, in uh, Mark 6, where, where they, they, they come away, that's actually, when they come away, that's when the feeding of the 5,000 happens is right after that. They've, they've come away to be refreshed and then people come and, and Jesus feeds 5,000 people with, with five loaves and two fish. It's, it's, a, it's a miracle of provision. John chapter four, speaking of Jesus' ministry, he's in Samaria because they pass through that area and he's ministering to the Samaritan woman. It says in the story in John four and and. He, they haven't eaten and the disciples have gone for food. And when they come back to him, you know, Jesus eats something and he says, my food is do, to do the will of the Father, to, to, to do the ministry, to do the things that he's called me to do. So Jesus is saying like, I'm refreshed, I'm refilled by actually doing what God has called me to do. The two are not mutually exclusive. They can work in concert together. There's something so empowering, so refreshing about serving others. There's, there's, there's something life-giving when we give hope and purpose and we love others and see the needs and respond to those needs and we encourage them. One of the challenges with, with COVID-19 and then the season that we're in is like the sense of isolation where we're, we, you know, where we're called to, to come away and thankfully things are opening up some, but there's, there's still, we've, we've wrestled with this inability to be able to interact with people on our own terms and be able to do that. And, the, and because of that isolation, you know, and withdraw, some people that are withdrawn have become even more withdrawn. And it can really suck the life out of us sometimes. It can really cause us to, to become despondent and we can become kind of almost trapped in our own world and in our own minds and in ourselves. And it can deplete us emotionally, physically, and spiritually. We become depleted. The challenge is to find creative ways to be able to, to engage and get outside of our own box and to be able to minister to, to others when we're feeling depleted ourselves. I love seeing some of the chatter on, on social media and, and on our uh, Faith City Church social media and, and different things where, where some people are receiving notes, handwritten notes from Faith City Church. And 
we, had a, a, we have a, a COVID response team and a couple people that are a part of that response team, their life group, their small group decided, hey, let's encourage people. Let's just write some notes um, to, to our folks that we know in the church and, and send them out and, 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 and be able to encourage them. And it's so simple. But the impact of it has been amazing, and I've loved seeing that on, and, and, and relating to that as people are encouraged, both those that received it and those that were sending the notes. Now, maybe you're watching and, and you didn't get it a note, and it's like, it's difficult to get everyone. And if you didn't get one, you know, we're, we're sorry. It's, it's almost impossible sometimes to, to, to try to, to make sure that everyone's included. But that's not intentional. We, we love you. Um, and, and we're so thankful that you're a part of what we're doing here. And we're thankful that you're here this morning. We miss you. But don't miss the point of, of what I'm saying here. It's not so much about receiving the note, but we all need a little refreshing. And maybe we can be refreshed by actually reaching out to someone else. So I encourage you to do that as well. That, you know, maybe you didn't receive a note, but maybe you could send a note. You know, you've been spending time with God. Check. You know, you're in COVID, you're in isolation, so you've got that. You know, you've got time to do, you, you know, you've been keeping short accounts with God, so you're, you know, you're cleansed and, you, you know, it, it, he's refreshed you that way. But maybe it's time to refresh someone else. And in doing that, you find refreshing yourself. Maybe you can write a note, send a text, you know, make a phone call. Maybe you could make a pie for someone. Maybe, maybe you could pray for someone on the phone. Maybe you could reach out and do something. Get, get creative and let's refresh others. And in that, we can be refreshed ourselves. You know, come on, somebody refresh somebody. And let's remember it starts and it ends with Jesus. If you're a believer, make sure you're prioritizing your time with Jesus. If you have something that you need to repent of, do it. Have that spiritual shower and be refreshed. Maybe you realize that there's something that you could do to refresh someone else. Do it. And as you do, I believe you will find refreshing yourself in the process. And if you're watching this and you've never accepted Jesus as your savior, you're not a, you're not a follower of Jesus. You're not a Christian. You can be. It's as simple as repenting, as Peter mentioned in this, in this scripture, turning from your ways to following Jesus and following his ways, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, receiving that forgiveness. You can do that today. And he will cleanse you of all sin. And times of refreshing will come to you as well. So just before we go into a time of communion, let me pray for you. God, I thank you for your word and I pray for refreshing. God, refreshing for your people. I pray for those, you know, that maybe are feeling disconnected. Maybe they're feeling like this marathon is too long. Like it's gone from a sprint to a marathon and they're just wore out. And God, I just pray that they would be refreshed physically, emotionally, and spiritually. God, I pray for those precious times with you 
times when we, we step back and we pull away a little bit, God, and we, we find your presence so refreshing. Lord, I pray for those that maybe are recognizing the need for some cleansing, that they recognize that there's some things they need to repent from and ask you for forgiveness. God, I pray for the courage and the determination to push through and seek you in those things. And God, I thank you that as we do that, you meet us where we are and you, you forgive us and you cleanse us from all unrighteousness and you refresh us. And God, I, I pray for those maybe that, that don't know you. God, that, that even today they've heard this message and they're trying to figure it out and they're trying to, to decide whether this is the right thing to do. God, I pray you draw them by your spirit that they would recognize the incredible gift that it is to be able to come to you, God, through Jesus and to find forgiveness and cleansing and refreshing. And God, give us creative ideas to be able to reach out to others, to encourage others, to lift up others, and at the same time, be refreshed ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.